0: The 10-Minute Writers Workshop is supported by Heinemann, a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heineman.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers.
1: This is Chuck Klosterman with the 10-Minute Writers Workshop.
0: And I'm Virginia Prescott, diving in with the essayist, novelist, columnist, sports writer, and former ethicist for The New York Times Magazine. Chuck Klosterman has a wildly original voice, which makes sense for a guy who's written about glam metal bands in North Dakota, or whether you should hire a detective to trail your spouse. He's author of several bestsellers, including Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs, and more recently, But What If We're Wrong? Thinking About the Present as If It Were the Past. I started, as we do, with our icebreaker. Which is hardest for you to write, the first sentence or the last?
1: The last sentence is more difficult because in all likelihood, the first sentence is something that was kind of built into your mind before you even realized you were going to write the book. In a way, you knew what the book was going to be about in sort of a an ideological form and there might be some clear entry to that and it just seems like the first sentence comes relatively easy. last sentence is tough because you have to give the person reading the book a sense that this is the logical place for the book to, to conclude. I guess part of the reason maybe it seems so obvious to me that it's the first sentence is because I think I've written the first sentence to about 500 books but I've only written the last sentence to nine of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you edit as you go along or do you wait until the end? You know, get it out there and then edit.
1: I edit as I go. I Why? edit each sentence as I do it. I don't know. I th- You know, this is a weird answer, but I think it's purely an extension of technology. Hmm. I think that if I was using a typewriter, I would write the whole thing straight through and then I would go back and make edits. But... Uh, Now I edit each sentence as I write it. Of course I edit again at the end, but when I finish the first draft of a book, it is relatively close to the book that gets published, but that's partially due to the fact that even in the first draft – I've written every sentence three times. I mean, I almost do it automatically without thinking. I'll type a sentence, and as I'm typing it, I'll suddenly find myself hitting the delete button and moving back 15 characters and writing again. It's almost mechanical or machine-like, but that's how I do it.
0: Are there habits that you've picked up that you'd encourage other writers to take up or maybe even avoid uh, in order to be better, more productive
1: writers? I would say the best advice that I ever came across and I think this is weirdly credited to Ernest Hemingway. I didn't realize that till 10 years after someone else had told me. But it really helps to stop writing at a point where you know what you're going to write next. The first sentence of a book maybe is very you know reasonable to write. But the first sentence of the eighth chapter can be really difficult. Uh. So it really helps to say, stop writing when you got 500 words left of chapter 7. And you know that when you get there the next day or the next morning or whatever and start writing, you at least know what those 500 words are going to be. And you kind of create this illusion of momentum. I think that the worst advice that is given particularly to nonfiction writers is... This whole litany of things you're not supposed to do, you know, don't use adverbs, you know, don't use qualifiers like to a certain degree or arguably, you know, don't do all of these things that take away the authority of your voice because the goal is not to fake an authoritative voice, Mm. the goal is to actually reflect how you feel. And some things need to be qualified. And some things, you know, need to have a word in front of them to slightly change what the meaning is. I think a big mistake that a lot of writing programs and writing instructors kind of inflict on people is this idea that writing is like bowling, And that you can be perfect if you throw the ball at the right speed, with the right angle, with the right hook, it'll be perfect. That's not what this is like. You're creating a reality. And the reality is what's in your mind. So the goal is to reflect how you view the world or how you view the subject, not to trick people into thinking you know what you're talking
0: about. (laughs) So this may be related. What do you think is the most common mistake that new writers make?
1: Uh the most common mistake that new writers make I think probably is not putting themselves in a position where you can write badly for a while. Hmm. I mean I think because of the internet now uh it is too easy to have your writing consumed by other people at a stage when it doesn't really reflect the writer you want to be. This is like bad for two reasons. One, people can criticize it in a way that may stop you from being and becoming who you want to be. But I think just as damaging is people can support certain things that you're doing because it matches their biases or they find it amusing or whatever. And It's impossible not to hear that feedback and think, well, this is what I should be doing. And then you end up becoming just sort of like a caricature of the one thing you did that somebody else liked.
0: Hmm. How about for you, what's your worst distraction from getting work done?
1: I have a friend who's a writer, and he told me that the biggest distraction is that his writing machine is also his pornography delivery (laughs) machine. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was a really hilarious, <laughs> insightful thing. For me, it's more like I'm distracted by uh, my own laziness. Mm-hmm. I like, but sometimes I just, I just feel tired, and I think to myself, well, maybe if I lay down, I won't be as tired, and then I'll write. Anytime you do that, it's over. I have never in my life laid down and then got up again and wrote... I just started watching TV.
0: Well, that makes me feel better, right? Because I often (laughs) get the same temptation. But uh, do you just press through the tiredness? Because you know this is an old habit. This is an old trick. Well,
1: this might sound arrogant. But I will say one thing that I like about myself is I am a pretty disciplined writer. I can make myself do it every day. I think because, you know, my dad was a farmer and my brothers were all farmers. And to me, a bad writing day is still better than that. I always feel as though i got to write so I can keep doing this as a living because it's better than a job.
0: What's your best environment for writing?
1: I only like writing in my office in the dark.
0: Oh, really? In the dark? So not a cafe, not a plane, not any of those things?
1: No, I don't get that, why people go to cafes to write. That makes no sense to me. How is it more beneficial to put yourself in a situation where it's— like, consciously more annoying. I mean, to have people around you, people buying things, glasses clinking, um, I'd never have understood that. I mean, to me, you always are trying to get away from the world. That's what writing is, right? Getting away from the world. So I don't want to put myself into the world to do it.
0: So why in the dark? I Does that mean you can't write during I the day? I crave <laughs> the darkness, yeah.
1: You know? Um, my office now in my in my house, it's almost ideal. No windows. There are no windows in my office, so it can be midnight at noon, you know. And you know, when I was younger, I used to listen to music while I wrote. Not anymore. I'm in the dark in silence. That's where I like to be.
0: Are there any you know tools, books that you would recommend for an aspiring writer to help them along?
1: Uh, cocaine. No, that's I'm <laughs> totally joking. That's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. Um, it's worked tools. for some. <laughs> yeah, at first. It it works for lots of people at At first, first. yeah, and then at the end it's like, well, uh, I'm a cocaine user who also writes or whatever. Um, I would say tools, you know, not really. I think the more accoutrements you add the more risk you create for the possibility that you won't be able to work if it's not there. Hmm. You know what I'm saying in a way? It's like, why would you want to add something to the, to the process that if it disappears, you'll miss it? I mean, it's sort of like, you know, giving your kid a blanket, it calms him down as long as he has that blanket. At some point he's not, and then he's going to lose his mind. So I don't like to have, I like to be bare bones. Any
0: other fantasy dream job you have besides writer?
1: A private investigator. Really? It would be like being a reporter, but you'd never have to write the story. (laughs) I think that would be the greatest thing. Plus, I'm just a naturally nosy, gossipy (laughs) person. Like, the idea of staking out a house, that seems great to me. Just sitting in a car and watching a window, I would love to do that.
0: Chuck Klosterman, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thanks. Chuck Klosterman there, S.A.S. novelist, columnist, farmer's son, and author most recently of But What If We're Wrong?, which is based on the perfectly Klosterian notion that it is impossible to understand the world of today until today has become tomorrow. Trust me, if you read the book, it'll make sense. The 10 Minute Writers Workshop is a production of NHPR, produced by Sarah Plourd, with help this week from Taylor Quimby. You can hear writers like Patti Smith, Judy Bloom, Richard Russo, and loads more when you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And take Chuck's advice, build some creative momentum by leaving us a review.